When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. What's going on? I am Rob Sesternino, and I am back here, and I'm so excited because look, look who's here. I am so thrilled to have here with me in the studio yes in person in person in the flesh, in, the flesh. in person uh the first person to be a guest here uh with me in north carolina so excited to welcome in the great jesse lopez jesse how are you i am great it feels really surreal to be am, am i the i'm the first like person in the reality tv community to be yes. here right other like, than this is other than ground. yeah nicole nobody else has done a podcast here with me this is sacred ground man i feel like is it i yet? feel like I'm, it is this now is, this is something big i hit the bell again because this is <laughs> yeah well this is just so cool this and is awesome. you know it was just uh really exciting to hear that there was going to be a person from survivor 43 that lived nearby and then to have it be uh, somebody who played such a great game. I mean, uh, what a what a thrill. How exciting. Yeah, no, it was super fun uh, finding out that you lived like, I'm not trying to dox us, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nearby. Nearby, near, nearby enough nearby. where we can, you know, have coffee in the morning and I can. We can? <laughs> we can. Think. Am yeah. I invited back? You're not, you're invited <laughs> back. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not a big uh coffee guy uh like I am, but yeah, this will be you know, uh, yeah. let's see how this goes today. Yeah, you know, well we'll yeah. see how we'll see how we mesh. Well <laughs> it's still I, feeling any feeling each other out, period, right? No, I've I've already I've already felt you out uh very very good. Very good. Okay. Um, Okay. So, all right, we are a little bit uh, like in, under under the gun a little bit of that. Okay, uh, we uh, you know are trying to keep this to uh, a certain amount of time, and so it's a we medium dive me, a little bit of a, li- a little bit of a uh, a medium dive, and so uh, we're very excited to have the opportunity to do it. So I don't want to waste any of our time here together. Jesse, I've watched all of your uh, stuff from the season. It was very fun to go back and watch it. Where do you want to start to talk about your experience? Um, I mean, I'm happy to start with, I mean, do you want to get into like the casting or do you want to just start like, let's start day one? Well, I guess for, for me, my thought is like, where do you feel like that you have the most interesting uh, times from your experience? Like the things that are the most important for you to let people who are listening to this know about? 
I mean, so I do think that it's actually important to talk about sort of the the process I went through to get to Survivor 43 because like that influenced how I played. That influenced sure. like the way I approached the game and sort of moves that I made. Um, I think that, you know, I was cast originally to be on 41 pre-COVID mm-hmm. and I was like about to fly out. I had my, uh, you know, bags packed. Everything was good to go. And then uh, COVID hit, it shut down, production paused. And I just kind of was getting um, told to, you know, we'll start soon. We'll start soon. Eventually it was like, okay, you're going to go through the casting process again. Um, by the time they were ready to film, I was in sort of uh, I had stuff going on in my life that I was not, I was not ready to go out and play yet. So we hit pause on that. And then they eventually called me back when it was time for 43 and went through the casting process again and got on 43. Yeah. And so I had this experience of like, I'm going to be on the show oh no, I'm not going to be on the show. And so like I've came into the game feeling like this is like my second life right here. This is Mm -hmm. like my second chance and I can't sort of let, let it slip by. I can't like, um, I don't want to play the game and have any regrets because I've already sort of experienced this whole, like this loss in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's really important to like, at least cover a little bit um, and talk about, because I think that influenced me going into the game and sort of like wanting to like, take risks, yeah. go for it. Something that you talked about with the Dwight vote, you said in, in this game, there's a question of timing, right? Like you don't want to make a big move too soon, but also you don't want to play somebody else's game. But now we're in the stage of the game where legends are made and you or you flame out. <laughs> so it's big. This is the big league. So I'm ready. And I, and I feel like that that was, I think, a big part of you as a player of I, I don't want to waste this opportunity. Yeah, no, I think there were multiple times where it was like, I could either go with the flow here, or I could do something that's a little bit more conservative, I guess, in, in, in some people's minds, like I could play a little bit more conservatively, or I could flip on my ally, you know, flip on who I do know and, and mm-hmm. go in this different direction. And it's a risk, right? And I don't know how it's going to pan out because then I'm sticking my neck out there. Um, but like, if I... I don't want to have regrets. And so like, if I feel like that's the best move, then I'm going to do it. So like, I never wanted to, to play conservatively just to be safe, just so like, Oh, I don't go home. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to play in a way that like I could steer the game in the direction that I wanted to. You're so interesting in terms of uh, of a player because you played, I, I thought, with a lot of confidence, and you did and you did make risky moves. But I watched the Survivor After Show, and you also talked about how that you went out there and maybe had like some self doubt about you know can I do this? Will these people like me? Uh, that will I be able to be accepted by these people? And you talked about in the Survivor After Show how the people like they did they did love you like they did and they did trust you, and <laughs> you know this was something that was like for for you like a big uh, achievement. You know how nervous were you coming into to start playing this game? Like I said, like I went in knowing like this is like a feeling as though this is a second chance, a second opportunity, right to play because I was cast and. Um, taken off the cast. That's what they say. Uh, play the second time, like, uh, or play the first time, like it's your second time. But, but at the same time, I was also very like. I don't think there's another word to describe it other than terrified. Like, mm-hmm. I went in like very terrified of of playing, um, even though I knew that I had to put myself out there. It's just, I, don't, I mean, I married two kids. I don't. I said it on the show. Like, I don't really go out much. I do. I want to say sorry to my friends because they do give me party. They invite me to parties. Mm -hmm. I just don't, don't go. (laughs) You said I don't get invited to a lot of parties. And and my friends were like, yeah, we send you text messages all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So like, I just like by nature, I'm just sort of an introvert. I stick at home. I'm very homebody with my family. That's sort of relatable. I have a, (laughs) Um, that's my small circle. And um, you know, I knew going into this game, Oh man, I'm going to be around a bunch of strangers it's going to be like big conversations. I think if I'm in a, I think one-on-one I'm great, but once you get, if you had fish back in here and then maybe somebody else in here, all the party people, all the party people, um, you know, you would probably see me start to like recede into, into myself. Right. Um, Just because that's just my personality. I'm not the person that's going to be the life of the party. So I knew like I was terrified. It's a social game. Right. And like, I was very scared of like, putting myself out there in that way and then just grappling with like 
something that I've always grappled with, like self-doubt and imposter syndrome and things like that. I knew that I was going to, I can't check that at the door. That's just part of who I am and part of what I deal with. And so I knew I'd have to struggle with it out there. And just the further you get in the game, the more confident I did become. I was like, wow, like I'm actually doing this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I may have doubted myself in the beginning, but I'm like, I'm making moves and I'm making it happen. I would love to talk a little bit about the early days at Vessi. And you were in such an interesting spot. You talked about how in the first episode of, hey, I don't get invited to a lot of parties. Here I am. Everybody wants me to come to uh, their party. And so it was interesting going back and watching, knowing how it was all going to work out. I think that for a lot of us viewers, we felt like, okay, your real person is Dwight. That's that's your partner. And and Cody and NECA, they, they have each other. But I'm wondering if that was actually the case early on or if it were like, were, were you and Cody actually closer than the show made it from the beginning of the season? Um, so early Vessi was like interesting. Like first day I did not, and maybe this is like, I feel like this is a sin or something on Survivor, but like I did not talk strategy with anybody mm -hmm. on the first day. And I remember even thinking like, I haven't had strategy talks. Am I going to be in trouble? Um, but, was that intentional? Um, it was partially. I did not want to like show my cards too much. And I do remember thinking like on that first day, I don't want to be the one to walk off with a group of four. I don't want to be the one to walk off with a group of three. Like I don't want, like I'd rather just lay back and sort of like if somebody invites me to walk away, then they invite me to walk away with them. Um, but I didn't want to walk off in big groups, but the people that did walk away um, pretty frequently that I had picked up on um, were Noel, Dwight and Justine. There were a couple of times during that first day where they were like, Oh, we're going to go get wood together. We're going to go do this together. And so those three went off and like, we're mm -hmm. go collect wood and, and probably talk is what I assumed. And then by the second day, I hadn't had strategy talks, but Dwight comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, I really like you. I really think that we could work well together. Um, would you like want to work with me? And I, I was like, yeah, man, you're the first person to talk to me about strategy. And he's like, all right, well, let me go and see if Noel and Justine want to work with us too. Let me try and pull them in. But in my mind, I'm like, I've already seen you walk away with them mm -hmm. and like already strategize. I know you guys are strategizing. And so I felt like oh, I'm getting pulled in as a fourth. Like I'm beginning pulled in as a fourth member here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, funny enough, like as soon as Dwight walked away, Cody comes up yeah. and he's like, Hey man, you're a straight shooter. I want to work with you. I can't do a Cody impression. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so literally day two, I had Dwight and Cody coming to me wanting to work with me. Dwight's inviting me to join this group of four. And Cody's like, I like that guy like you. You want to work with the, the as a three. So I was right right off the bat, honestly, I was sort of in this position where it's like I could go to either of these alliances. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that so I and I actively built those relationships from that point on with Dwight. I'd like have conversations with him. I'd have conversations with Cody to an extent. I'd have conversations with Justine and Noel as well. Um, and so there was that sort of like I was finding myself to be getting invited to both parties, really. When Dwight got voted out, uh, he talked a little bit about this, about how that him and Cody never really uh, meshed well. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that you were especially conscious of this and that you use that to your benefit to really like control the flow of information uh, at Bessie. Cody didn't trust Dwight once he went on the boat or whatever. I mm -hmm. uh, came back. He thought he suspected that Dwight got an advantage. So I'm not buying that story oh, yeah. for a minute. <laughs> and he really did. He was like, yeah. he, like, what are you buying? Dwight, Dwight showed yeah. us the, the no vote, right? <laughs> right? Like thing. And then he still didn't buy it. And so I was like, this is great because now I'm going to go tell Dwight that like, Hey, Cody is over here. He thinks you got something like mm -hmm. he thinks you got something. He's, he doesn't trust you. And then I'm over there with Cody and I'm like, yeah, he probably got something. He's acting a little weird. And so I was definitely stirring that sort of division and keeping them separated. I'm um, keeping these two groups separated. Uh, and I think, yeah, that was, that was sort of the strategy was I want to keep these two groups separated. And I, then I can have some sort of decisions, especially once Dwight lost his vote. Yeah. Cause then, it's on me. <laughs> well, when I went back and I was watching this stuff, that I, I really started to wonder how much did Dwight losing his vote change the the entire direction of what was going to happen at Bessie? Because you talk about how like it's like, well, like look, uh, like he doesn't have a, a vote, he doesn't have a say in this, so like I got to play my game. Yeah, yeah. No, as soon as Dwight lost his vote, I 
like knew that like I was going to be in a power position if we went to tribal because I had like actively had conversations with both sides, NECA and Cody and Dwight and Noel and Justine. Mm -hmm. And I also, one thing I was like making sure that I was trying to do with Dwight was making sure that he felt like we were a pair within this four of Noel, Justine, Dwight, me, Mm -hmm. right? Like I was like, they're a pair. I think you need a pair. Like we should team up and like work together closely. Um, and so then when he lost his vote, it's like, well, I'm the only person in this pair that <laughs> has a say. Um, and so I think that that, especially when we lost, it was like, okay, now I really get to, to make the call here. Um, and it was, do you want to get into to that tribal? Please. Yeah. So then we lose, we go to tribal or we're, we're before tribal, we're strategizing and leading up to that, we had, Noel, Justine, Dwight were thinking, oh, we're going to go after Cody because I had told Dwight, Cody doesn't trust you. And so they were thinking we're going to go after Cody. But once we lost the challenge, the talk started being about challenge strength. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, well, we can't really afford to lose another challenge. Let's, you know, and they switched to them wanting to take out NECA. Dwight doesn't have his vote. I'm sitting there thinking this over and I'm like, do I really want to set the trend here of let's vote out people based on challenge performance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm not that great. I'm probably, I'm, I told Neck of this, uh, I'm like, I'm worse than you at challenges. And like, <laughs> she, she told me, she was like, are you, do you realize? <laughs> um, so I did not want to, once they started pitching NECA, I was like, I do not want to set the tone because if NECA goes now and then we lose again, yeah. They're not going to go for Cody. Like, and if I'm their fourth, they're going to probably take me out. Yeah. And so that was part of the rationale there was like, that was one reason why I was like, I'm not going to vote out NECA. Let's look at who's on this side of things, Justine and well, or even Dwight. Right. Um, But for me, and I love Justine now we're great. We're good. Yeah. Um, But I was, we're only a couple days in and me and Justine just didn't like, she felt a connection, but like we just didn't have too much in common. And so there was that aspect of things that I felt, but also she did the, she asked me the question of like, how can I trust you? Yeah. And one thing that happened in casting um, that I remember was Jeff looked at me and he looks me in my eyes and he's like, Jesse, you could win this game. I have like a lot of confidence in you. Like, I think you could win this game. He's like, but somebody's going to realize one day that you are like, they're going to realize what you're doing and they're going to want to take you out. And what are you going to do? And I was like, well, they're going to be the first person to go. Mm-hmm. And so the moment that Justine was like, how can I trust you? And I had already been leaning towards Justine, like voting out Justine that time. Mm-hmm. The moment she did that, I was like, I had flashback to that moment in casting and I was like, well, <laughs> she's going to be the first to go then. Um, and yeah, so that was, that was, uh, yeah, we, that's part of the reason why I went with Justine on that boat. You know, when I rewatched that tribal council, there's talk about how uh, Justine and Noel they were they were a pair, and they said, and obviously Cody and Neca that they, they're a pair, and I guess that leaves um, Dwight and and Jesse. And you you made such an overture to Dwight that you got you got down on one knee and proposed <laughs> to to <laughs> Dwight. But was was that like theater for you? Like we were like, okay, I'm going to benefit from if, if making it look like okay, I am publicly like the number one ally of Dwight. Yeah, I think it was it was sort of me wanting to show Dwight that I'm like not afraid in a public setting to, to propose to you, mm-hmm. um, especially because I knew that like I was going to not be doing what he wanted that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to like, I thought maybe this might help. Right. Um, and I will say that I also, everybody was like, well, why didn't you tell Dwight? Why didn't you clue in your like number one ally for that? You know, going into that, that you were going to vote out Justine. He couldn't have changed things. Mm-hmm. I think he could have blown things up. Right. If I told him too yeah. soon. But I actually went to him and I learned from Tony, one of his podcasts with you, the timing of like the sun right before tribal. Yeah. I, I watched the sun and once it got closer to tribal, I actually went up to Dwight and I was like, Hey man, like I'm feeling like maybe we should go for Justine tonight. And yeah. like, he's like, no man, I don't, I don't think we should do that. I was like, ah, I don't know. She asked me that question about not trusting me. And I was like, all right, fine. 
but like I had tried to clue him in a little bit. So it wasn't like a complete shock for him. Well, I I just think that that's really cool that you took something from one of the podcasts that I did uh, with Tony. And now here and here you are. Maybe there's somebody, some future person is going to is going to listen to this. Then they're going to start proposing to people at every tribal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's the strategy. Is is there anything else you want to talk about with NECA? Um, I mean, the NECA vote was hard because Mm -hmm. we all love NECA out there. Yeah, it was just it it came. It was like a, a place of like, I think I got to a place where I was like, okay maybe we do need to make it about challenge strength. I didn't want to set the tone of mm-hmm. like our pre-merge tribals of being about challenge strength. But for that one, I was like, well, I don't want to go again. Like we're getting, we're getting down to like four people here. Um, and so that was part of the rationale, but also um, I had talked to Dwight early on about like, if we form a pair, we can like take out people from Justine and Noel's pair. And then maybe we can swing back and take out people from like the Cody um, and NECA pair. And I also think it was a good decision, the NECA vote, because then Cody, you know, he really only has me to sort of like work with in a way. And so that's sort of sort of the rationale a little bit behind the NECA vote. But I would love to just talk about um, specifically about Noel going to Shipwheel Island and then she comes back and she has an advantage. And, you know, in in the episode, it really it seemed like, oh, this is going to somebody's going to get uh uh, screwed up here and and maybe uh it maybe you could have gotten uh advantage screwed here because that she is going to co- she comes back with an extra vote here uh and so steal a vote i'm sorry steal, steal a vote, a vote. steal a vote yep. um and, and this is potentially she's going to steal somebody's vote and then basically her and dwight are going to have the majority and that was that just fortuitous that you had already moved off of NECA or did you, did you know she might have something and were able to get her to feel good about what you guys were doing? No, I had, I had no idea that Noel had the steal of vote. Yeah. Um, that is one of the, probably one of the only things in the game that I didn't realize was mm-hmm. that she had that steal of vote. She came back and she said she didn't have it. And I don't, for some, like she was, good at lying about it. I just, she had it in her leg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would have thought <laughs> I'm not going to search her leg. Like, yeah. That seems not okay. You know. Um, so yeah, I believed her and we had actually me, I had already, we had already all sort of settled on like it, it being NECA mm-hmm. um, before Noel had come back. And it was really just about all of us, like just reassuring Noel that like, you know, it is actually NECA. Um, it wasn't a switch from Noel to NECA because Noel potentially had an advantage. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And good. I don't even want to think about what would have happened if we went to a tribal at four people <laughs> with right. all of those advanced, like the steal a vote and Cody's idol, like and two little factions that I've seen people talk about what could have happened and it would have been pretty crazy. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's pick things up here now. We get to the mergatory. And you're going to be on the winning side. Now you say you don't contribute anything to the challenges, but you were on the winning team. 
Uh, I I think I probably actively detracted from from mm-hmm. my winning team because uh, <laughs> Carla hurt her finger in, mm-hmm. in that challenge, as yeah. we all saw. Uh, what we didn't see was that uh, it was my box that I accidentally oh. drew on Carla's finger. You know what? I'm so I, sorry. I Carla. remember like going back and wa- and watching that. I'm like, but you know, they don't show who do, who did the thing on Carla. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. me. And uh, thank you for not showing me. Drama. Yeah, they really like. Uh, maybe this was like want to give you a good edit. They yeah, really like like, like, like cut around it just to hide who was the person that hurt Carla. Yeah. Was she upset with you? No, I don't think she was. I mean, I apologize. I was like hugging her after the challenge and I was like, oh my God. I like, I was telling her, I was like, you could punch me in the face if you want. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't even think she realized I was the box that dropped on, like my yeah. box dropped on her. Um, but I even took an opportunity after we got back from the challenge to like go up to her and say like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Like this isn't even game. This is just like, yeah, I feel terrible that you basically broke. I basically broke your finger. Yeah. It seems like that there's like this idea of like Vessi Baca had had been starting to form. And in in watching you, like I, I wondered if was this something that more Dwight was putting together? And especially it's it's Dwight and Noel and they're talking with Owen and, and with Sammy. But but I wondered, is this something that you were never that uh, high on or interested in? I mean, I always kept like, I considered every option. Like I would have considered going that way, but I did get the vibe that like, this is more of a Dwight and Noel Baca thing. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, after Ellie goes, they get like, they sort of fracture and Bessie and Baca come back together and Dwight and Noel are trying to like, okay, let's make this Bessie Baca alliance happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I could just tell based on like, Owen is talking more to Dwight than to me. Janine's talking more to Noel than to me. Like I could feel that they were more active in those conversations than me or Cody. And so I just, I could pick up on like, if I go with this Alliance, me and Cody, we're on the bottom here. And so I had like no interest in that. And that's part of the reason why I ran up to, to Carla. And I was like, Carla, like, I see like Noel and and them making these moves. I, I don't feel comfortable with it. Let's get something going. And I think, I mean, we can get into Carla, like our relationship. Like we Please. hit, we hit it off like immediately at the merge. Like it was just like, she like, she, she's sitting on the other side of camp. Like we're all in like different circles, um, like just talking to each other, getting to know each other. And then Carla looks over, I guess somebody told her I had gone to Berkeley and she's like, she just screams across camp and she's like, Jesse, did you go to Berkeley? And I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, I went to Berkeley too. (laughs) And so then we just start talking about Berkeley. We start talking about like our background. We start talking about like, just, I mean, I have a background like that's a little bit different from other people, Um, you know, gang affiliation and just sort of different kind of neighborhood. And she could relate to that. She had family who had gone through those experiences. And so there were just things that like we connected on that. I don't think I connected to other people in, in that sort of way. It sort of like went a little bit beyond the game where it felt like almost immediate, like, family. Um, so that's one of the reasons I felt really sure. comfortable with Carla. And one of the reasons I was like, I don't want to go with this Vessi Baca thing because I do feel more comfortable with the people over here. Like even James to an extent, like we could connect on things that were just outside the game. Um, but then there was also the fact that Noel told me and Cody, um, I think it was at the Ellie vote. She revealed to us that she had to steal a vote. And I was like, Oh, so you like you lied to us. <laughs> it's right. like, okay. And you're telling us this now because like things are we're all scrambling. And so I was like, okay, so Noelle lied to me about the steal vote. And I also saw Dwight was right there when she told us, and Dwight did not look surprised. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is like they are very close and they are very close with this Baca group that, you know, they're trying to form together. And so that was really part of the all the sort of reasons just compiling, piling up that like, I don't feel good about this. I, <laughs> I don't feel good about this alliance that that they're building. The knowledge is power ends up really like benefiting you uh, so so much in uh, the course of the, the game. Just the, the idea of it because it ends up I love up knowledge with, is power. You love knowledge is power. <laughs> Keep bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, I, I was thinking about that in, in watching this back that maybe I need to like write a letter to Jeff Probst like he wrote to Spencer one time and apologize for uh, saying that knowledge is power is bad because it's, it's created so much. 
And just the threat of knowledge is power, really, um, it ended up like uh, in a lot of fortuitous ways, like working to your benefit. Yeah, no, knowledge is power. It was a key piece of my game. And Jeff, please keep bringing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, um, I think that, yeah. So knowledge is power is sort of like this looming threat at this point. And all I hear is like, Noelle had offered to hand me her steal a vote at one point, And I was like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Um, and I just didn't want to be like, oh, yes, give me your advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that um, they were all just tossing their advantages around. And I think that I had built enough trust with Dwight. And we keep, so we'll get into the first first idle steal, I guess. <laughs> Sure. Yes. Um, I had. I think but I had, it wasn't so much a steal. It he wasn't gave a steal. You. Yeah, no, the idle gifting. I, I'll, I'll give it idle gifting. Yeah, uh, the first idle gifting that I received. Um, I think I had built a like good enough relationship with Dwight. I mean, I had betrayed him at the Justine vote, but mm-hmm. like I had built up enough trust with him, built up enough social relationship with him that like um, I was still like in his circle of people that he could hand it off to, um, and. He handed it off to me, but the ball was already rolling in mm-hmm. his sort of direction. I think we talked about it in the exit interview, but like the ball was already sort of rolling in Dwight's direction. We had already decided on it being Dwight, um, but he he didn't realize he didn't realize I was going to vote for him. And so he came running up to me at some point and he's like, James saw Janine hand me the idol or I think that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to hand this off to you. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I like looked around and looked at the camera person. I was like, Oh yeah. God. Yeah. And you, and you knew, you, yeah, and, you, I, and you knew, I, yeah. I, I knew what was about to happen. And I was just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. W- did you have a complete confidence that he didn't tell anybody else that he gave it to you? No, I, I was, I was, well, one, we're going to tribal and we're at tribal and Dwight is starting to get nervous. He's starting to feel like, Oh my yeah. God, like you can see it in, in the show, right? Like you could see, and I could hear him. Like I could feel his like nervous energy. And I'm like, Oh my God, is he going to like ask for the idol back right now? Um, if he doesn't ask for it back right now, is he going to mm-hmm. say something? Has he already said something? So like I'm freaking out internally and then he doesn't say anything. He go, he gets voted off and then we get back to camp and I'm like, Oh my God, like did he tell Janine? Did he yeah. tell Noel? Did he tell somebody? Like, did he tell anybody? And so I take the idol out of my bag and I just stuff it in my buff. Cause I'm like, if anybody asks me, I'm going to say like, no, I don't know. Like he didn't, he took it back from me and I'm going to yeah. dump my bag. I will empty my pockets. I mm-hmm. will do everything. But like, you know, I don't think people are going to point out the buff. And so I kept it in my buff and I went around and just was talking to people and just like saying, like checking yeah. in after tribal <laughs> and everybody was saying, did you hear that the idol went home with Dwight? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that the idol went home with Dwight? I was like, what? No way. <laughs> I could have sworn that you were the one who told James that the idol went home with Dwight. So, yeah. So after like I make my rounds, by the time I reach James, mm-hmm. he's like, did you hear? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Or no, I, I ended up telling him, I was like, yeah, yeah this is what I heard. That, that, <laughs> I confirmed. I was like, yeah, that's what I heard too. Um, but ever, it, that was sort of the thing going around and I, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> I even, they didn't, they didn't show it, but I even went up to Janine who was very upset. I'm so sorry, Janine. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very upset. She was crying and like, I went up and comforted her Yeah, and the idol was in my buff while yeah. I was comforting her. <laughs> so I, this is going to feed into people calling me a villain, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you br- you brought that up. Uh, there was a lot of discourse of people uh, talking about uh, is Jesse a villain? Is he is is? Uh, I- I'm interested to know. Did you care? Um, w- was this something that uh, that you had an opinion on? Uh, opinion on out there. Opinion on post game. Um, I- I'm I'm talking about post game, but I-, I would love to get your take. Uh, I mean, I didn't on f- both. I didn't feel like a villain out there, right? Like I'm just making the decisions that I feel yeah. like are best for me. Um, and I-, I don't feel like a villain. Like after the, I mean, I did some pretty messed up things. People might say, but it was all to to get myself further. Um, maybe I'm like a bad good guy or a good bad guy. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking about survivor here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the game, right? Like I wanted to go out there and I wanted to play 
like a hundred percent, give it my all mm-hmm. and s- survivor. Like, is, what do you want to see people do on survivor? Yeah. I, I just did what I had to do. And so if that makes me a villain in some people's eyes, because they're rooting for other people, like this then isn't sure. survivor one, <laughs> this is survivor 43. Like I, maybe I should have gone back and like taken the idol out and be like, here you go, Janine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Dwight told me to hold this for you. Yeah. So, um, and uh, you know, I guess you know, uh, on a show that there really are no villains. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, somebody who's who's playing hard, I guess, uh, is uh, is is the villain. But I, I, mean, I was also never mean about like no when I was voting people out, and I also felt like very terrible when mm-hmm. I was doing things. Like I was like, God, like I like this person, and it, like I wasn't bashing them on the way out. It was actually hard. Did so. you say a bad word about one person the whole season? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean. Mm-hmm. Not that I can recall. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't think I'm a villain. I, I, I don't. I don't think so either. I don't. I don't think so either. When you guys get to ten, you have the split vote. A lot was you know talked about this you know after the fact, especially at the final tribal council of okay, what what's going to uh, happen? Can can you just talk about a little bit about the decision to go with voting out Ryan instead of Cassidy in that spot? Yeah, so I I think like the way it ended up being shown is a little bit different than what we actually settled on. Um, but me and Cody, we like strategy talks out there right. are like five to ten minutes usually. Like at least in my my experience, it's been like you sit down, talk for five to ten minutes, maybe fifteen, but then that's even pushing it with strategy talks. Me and Cody, we sat there for like forty minutes, forty five minutes, like outlining. Okay, if this person goes, how does it impact like mm-hmm. this person like? How, how should we shape our decision around what happens in the other tribal? And so we went through every sort of scenario. And one thing we settled on, the thing we sort of settled on was like, if James goes and then we vote out Cassidy, Carla's going to have like her back against the wall. She's going to feel very vulnerable. We already suspected she had like the idol. We had no confirmation, but we suspected it. Um, I don't want Carla feeling like her back's against the wall, throwing punches with her idol. Like I didn't want that sort of chaos. And so we decided that like, you know what, if James goes, let's try and stay good with, with Carla and say like, well, we took out Ryan. We didn't want to take out Cassidy. So one of the things that I I thought was the most unclear for the, over the course of the season. And, you know, I'd love to get some uh, insight into is how much was Carla, you know, you said you felt great about Carla, had this great relationship with Carla, but how much was Carla part of what you and Cody were, were doing? Like, did you, did you look at her as like, sort of like a a person who was like potentially like end game or just somebody that you had like a good working relationship with? Um, I don't know about from Cody's perspective. We definitely like, we definitely talked strategy with Carla and we made moves with Carla, right? Like, um, especially like on the Noel vote, we decided Mm -hmm. to go with, you know, on the side of Carla and take out Noel instead of Carla. Um, so she was actively in like our, our alliance at at that time. Um, for me, I don't know about Cody, but for me, I didn't ever really plan to go to the end with Carla. Um, I just viewed her as like too much of a threat. I also viewed Cody as like, I was like considering like, I don't really want to go to the end of Cody either. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was starting to get to the mindset around this time of like, if I get to the end, I don't want to get to the end and have like any doubts about like my game. Like I want to get to the end and like have very few questions asked. I like, I want to play the best game. I want to be sitting next to people who I can, I know I can beat. And I didn't like, I felt Carla and Cody were very good players. That would be okay. tough to beat. You have Gabler at this point. Uh, this is on, uh, around the Ryan vote. This is when the ride or die gets set up. Okay. So, so it must be Gabler, somebody who you probably wanted to sit there at the end with. Did you have a third person in mind that you would have ideally liked to have sat at the end with? Uh, I mean, oh, Owen, <laughs> I love you, Owen, but, uh, Owen was like, uh, Owen tend to beat him. To, uh, he would beat himself up out there. And so like, I think that just like sort of from my perspective, I'm like, this is furthering like people's perception of you being on the mm-hmm. outs. And like, so if I sit at the end with you and Gabler, I feel like I will, and Gabler's playing this quiet game. People aren't seeing anything. Um, yeah. I feel like I could win. So like, that's sort of like. Those are two considerations for like who I'd want to go to. The okay, end. the Noel vote. Uh, this is uh, a you know a big deal for you. This is you know the uh, get that money baby episode. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that money, baby, where I cried on. Uh, <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and, and and that hasn't gone to uh, your, your son Gio's head at all, right? Oh, uh, no, not at all. I mean, he just has a shirt that says get that money, baby on it. And he's convinced that we should start selling merch that says get that money, baby. And anytime we run into anybody yeah. who recognizes me, he jumps in and he's like, I'm get that money, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so no, he, he's, he's keeping a cool head about it. Does he use baby a lot? <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. His whole, uh, his whole letter to me was like, like, I love you. I miss you. I hope that you have a good time. And then it just went into the string of like, meme sentences mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like get that money baby and then he'd like he wrote a sentence about like a meme that he's seen on it was just it was just it was fun out there and it like brought me like brought me to tears but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so noel she wins the challenge uh in amazing fashion um she i gets to make a pick she says you know what this guy has been talking about family this whole time gotta pick gotta pick jesse number yeah. one number one pick and you go there and you get your letters and you say that the letters kind of changed the way you were looking at the game. I mean, I had already been like in a mindset of like, I want to win this game. Right. But yeah. like that was like, okay, I will take anybody out. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what you've like done for me, given me, like I am going to take anybody out because like, this is who I'm playing for. Like I am, I'm getting close now. Like I, I'm, you're getting close to the end and you're starting to feel it. You're like, cause when you go out there, you're thinking like, I just don't want to be first out. Like, I just don't want to be this. I yeah. just don't want. And now you're starting to get to the stage where it's like, I can, I can make a run for it. And so seeing those letters was like a reminder of home as a reminder of like, this is what I'm here for. And I'm getting close to it. So I'm willing to do you anything. come to the realization or it's, it's gotta be Noel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. At, at the sanctuary. At the sanctuary. I didn't sleep that night because I was just running through scenarios and it all sort of, for me, went back to yeah. Noelle. What was it? Was it about that? Did you feel like that she was like um, compiling power? Did you feel like that, okay, she's getting close to the end and she's got this amazing, you know, story and spirit that she's going to, you know, sweep the votes? Um, for me, it was, it was not about like the story um, or anything like that. Like it was really about like, Anytime Noel, like I took out Noel's mm-hmm. like person, she always seemed to come back. Like she, we took out Justine and like we've said, we said it in the, in, you saw it on the show. Like we took out Justine, she got Dwight, we took out Dwight. And then next thing you know, she's pulling off this like crazy move with the steal vote. And mm-hmm. now she's really close with Owen. And then also now she's pulling in Sammy on this family visit and like bonding with him. I'm just like, it's, she is really. Yeah, it's it's amazing about Noel that, you know, she loses something that's very important to her and then she's able to just adapt and keep going. There's just a, it's a, she has this uncanny ability. It's, it's amazing. It, it's true. It, it, it's who she is. Like, yeah. And it was a total respect, like. But like it was out of like you are a warrior kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. like you yeah. are. You said that to Gabe. He's like, oh yes, yes, she's a warrior. Like it's like that. That like the light bulb kind of went off for him when you were talking to him about that. Um, but you had this uh, this amazing scene uh, in the show. Your checklist. Your and, and I, I'm really <laughs> curious to know. Like, was this a checklist that you had written prior to Survivor? Did you develop this out there? Was we sort of just like going like uh, like riffing in confessional? I think. I mean, I was just. I mean, I was talking through my my like strategy for that vote, right? And I will say, I don't know how much we can say about like producers or whatever, but the producers were pushing me. They were like, okay, like let's think about this in terms of like what is like each step, like what Mm -hmm. are your steps to this? Because you're pulling off like something great or whatever, like they're hyping me up. (laughs) And so then I go into this, like, okay, well first, like for a blind side, you have to have a cover story. They, they show the scene of like me having a cover story, like for, Oh, I was just talking to Cody about Mm -hmm. he's giving him his idol back. Yeah. For me, it wasn't, that wasn't the only thing I was referring to. I had a cover story for like each time I had a conversation with somebody, like I would tell, like if I was going to leave Cody and talk to Noel, I would say like, Oh, I'm going to talk to her about this. And then I, you know, I just have whatever conversation. Um, so that's where like that checklist came in. Um, and I think a lot of, so this is something they didn't show is that, um, for that vote means Sammy felt like he was like in, in this sort of swing position, and I remember telling no, I was 
burying Sammy. I was like, Sammy's not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling Noel and I remember telling Carla the same thing. I was like, I'm going to go up to Sammy right now. And I went to them separately and said this, I'm going to go up to Sammy right now. I'm going to ask him, you know, which way are you leaning? And I'm going to see what he says. And then I'm going to come back to you. And I said this to Noel and Carla separately because they both thought I was with them. And I go up to Sammy and you see me like having this conversation with Sammy. He's like, I think right now we go Carla. I think then we go Noel. And so it was great for me because then I actually don't have to go tell a lie. I get to go tell them both that Sammy's going to flip on you eventually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just get to throw him under the bus. So he was really the fall guy. For yeah, throw the fall guy under the bus. Uh, and then number three, uh, have a backup plan. Yeah, have a backup plan. Um, I think the concern was how many people were at that vote? It was eight. Um, and somehow in Carla's mind, she thought it was going to be a very like close vote. She mm -hmm. thought it was going to be like, she wasn't convinced Gabler was with us, I think. She thought it was going to be Noel, Sammy, Owen, and Gabler voting her, right? And then me, Cody, Cassidy, and Carla voting Noel. She was, like, worried about that. And so, mm -hmm. like, I wanted to have, like, somebody that I we could say, like, oh, this person is definitely voting with us kind of thing, just in case, like, yeah. I, it's getting murky because, like, it's, like, been so long. but sure. There were a lot of numbers being run on that. <laughs> no, no doubt. Okay. So, all right. Uh, Noel is going to go home and yeah. then Sam and then Sammy after that. Um, and Carla is starting to come up. She has an idea of, she wants to vote out Cassidy. You are starting to like the, uh, it feels like that this is sort of like the beginning of the plan. That's going to ultimately do in Cody come up here where you you seem to really be high on this idea of, oh, I'm going to get Carla to vote the wrong way, to th throw her off to, okay, she's going to start to feud with Cassidy. Yeah, no, I mean, that's when um, I had already been sort of planting seeds like with Cassidy. I was like, you know, Ca like there were conversations. I talked with Cassidy a lot about the fact that like me and her in pairs, right? Like me, I'm with Cody, she's with Carla. And I kept like telling her like, Eventually, I think we're going to have to like make a move against our like our allies here. And so I had been planting seeds like throughout, like before that. But this was like the first one where I wanted to like, OK, show Cassidy that Carla was like gunning for her and not trustworthy and sort of stir the pot there. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember for that vote, everybody had sort of settled on Cassidy pretty quickly. Like it was like we got back and people like we're listening to Carla pitch Cassidy and they were like, all right, yeah, we're on board. Cody was on board. Sammy was on board. Um, Gabler, I think was already on board with it. Um, and so it was like, I guess it's Cassidy. And like, I was sitting there just like, all right, I guess I'm going to just do Cassidy because everybody else is doing Cassidy. Um, and I just remember thinking like, why would I go with the flow? Like, why would I go with the flow here? And especially once I saw talk to Carla and she was saying like, how good she felt with Sammy, even after he wrote her name down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, so this guy is really good at like rebuilding relationships here. And so I was like, let's try and figure out a way to flip it on her. And the selling point to like Cody, the selling point to Gabler was like, let's vote. Let's let Carla vote Cassidy. Yeah. And leave her out. And then let's take out Sammy. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't end up happening. Yeah. That was the, that was the pitch. And it didn't end up happening because Sammy plays the knowledge is power. And then uh, shot in the dark. I'm sorry. 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 The, I love the knowledge is power, but that did not yes, factor into this the one. The shot in the dark. I apologize. <laughs> uh, and so that ultimately, but, but it feels like that. Okay. Well, um, all right. That's, that's something that, uh, you know, to think about moving forward. Okay. I also think something so before something that's important about this vote is like when Carla flips her vote at that tribal. Yeah. That showed me like she's quick on her feet. Mm -hmm. Like she I, I didn't know the reasoning for sure why she did it. But the fact that she flipped her vote, I was like, OK, like she is like she'll she can think on her feet. And that does influence something later in the game. Yes. Well, is that part of where it's like, okay, well, okay, she's willing to make this move. Okay. I can, maybe I could set a trap that will spring this, uh, and get her to play her idol when you were going to play Cody's idol on Owen. Yeah. I think that that was part of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I knew that like, okay, she's gonna, she's gonna evaluate things quickly and she's gonna make, make a move. And I just want to make sure that the move she does make 
is not the best movie. I, <laughs> so I watched that whole episode back this morning. And when when you play the idol on Owen, you said that there was a whole thing about people bluffing. And and you said when you play the idol on Owen, you know, I, I some of us have been looking at the social contract. And, you know, I think it's time to start calling some bluffs. Yeah. Uh, and, and so like, uh, it, it seemed to me like that there had to have been like intentionality in what you said in that you were trying to get Carla to be like, Oh, they're calling bluffs. Uh Oh, I'm bluffing. I, oh, yeah. I better play my thing. Yeah. I thought about that speech. Like I was thinking like, okay, it's so crazy to play the idol. It's so crazy to play an idol. Like mm-hmm. your heart is like pounding. Like you're like, Oh my God, I'm actually going to play an idol and survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're freaking out. But I also was like thinking, okay, what are the, what should I say when I play this? Cause it matters. Um, and I was like, they're ta- like Cody and Carla are going into this talking about how they're going to bluff their way through. They're telling me this, right? That they're bluffing their way through with their idols. And so I specifically said, like, we're calling people's bluffs now because I wanted Carla to think, you know. And also, as soon as I sat back down, other than feeling terrible when I looked at Cody and like feeling like a horrible person, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, I made sure to like, like look over at Carla to try and like put some pressure on her. So yeah. The Cody vote, obviously, this is your your master stroke. This is the this is the thing that yeah, I, I think people will talk about from this season for, you know, when when like we do, uh, do the top 50 survivor countdown, like, oh, remember when Jesse voted out Cody? Remember that? You said this uh, I said it at the beginning. The this is the, we're in the stage of the game where legends are made. Or, or you flame out, and, and this was a, a legendary move that you made. That's crazy. That's surreal. Stop. Maybe you're Tony gonna, is listening. Oh, Maybe Tony no. is listening, and, and he's like, like oh, my God, that was such a great move. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that was, I think, I didn't even think it would work. Like, it seemed like too, too, like, big brain for it to work. But I remember sitting there. Cody's telling Carla his plan, his plan, mm-hmm. or his plan that he wants her. This one was so crazy because there was a plan within a plan within a plan. It's it, it was it was wild. Uh, <laughs> um, Cody's telling Carla like we're gonna bluff with our idols, and you know we're gonna get to the end. Like nobody's gonna put a vote on us because we're gonna bluff with our idols, and then we'll send Owen home. Mm-hmm. And then he's telling me he's like, but we're actually gonna take out Carla, mm-hmm. and. I'm thinking like, God, like that's a good move. And like Cody is the more social person in, in, in a camp life setting, right? Like he, he's more social in general. He's the life of the party. Sure. People love him. He can get people laughing. And a lot of times that matters. Right. And so I'm thinking if I get to, if I don't make this move now, I might not get another chance. Cody's good at challenges. He'll still have his idol. Like I might end up either in fire with Cody or if I get to the end, it's probably going to be because Cody took me. Right. And so I did not want that to happen. And I was like, okay, well, I actually have Cody's idol. I can make sure that he, it actually does get played tonight. And like the idea came to me, I was like, if I play Cody's idol on Owen, who Carla thinks is going home, then Carla might play her idol incorrectly. And so I go to Owen and I pitch the idea and I'm like, Owen, this is what Cody's going to tell you. He's going to tell you his plan to get out Carla. But I think, here's, here's something that you should know. I have Cody's idol. And so I pitched the idea to Owen and Owen's like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So yeah, it was that whole day was just, and then, and then Cody takes the idol back. Yeah. Oh my God. You, you have a great confession. You're like, you're like, <laughs> that was, that was, I didn't want to be there. I was mm-hmm. like, cause he actually took it back right before we went on our walk to mm-hmm. go, to go give a confessional. He literally, ri- I get called to do my confessional and Cody runs up behind me. He's like, Hey man, I, I think I need the idol back. And I'm like, why do you need the idol? He's like, I just need to show Carla. I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't hesitate because mm-hmm. if I hesitate, right. And he's going to know something's up, something's afoot. Like, and so I was like, yeah, man, here you go. But I don't know why she wants to see it so bad. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know, man. Like knowledge is power came back twice. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's already come back and like, you never know what she has. Like, it seems weird that she so wants you to pull out the idol at tribal. Like, why does she want to know you have it at tribal? Mm Because they had been talking about pulling their idols out at tribal and flashing them around. And I was like, 
why does she want to see that? Why does she want to know you have it? And so I just kind of planted that seed, went off and did my confessional. I'm freaking out. I don't want to be in the confessional. I'm like, <laughs> they're asking me questions and pretty much all they can get out of me is me just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> because I'm like, I want to be out there trying to get this idol back. Um, yeah. And then when I told Owen and Cassidy, they were just like, why mm-hmm. did you give it back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, should I have held it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was crazy. And then he gives it back to you without you even having to ask. Yeah. So I told Cassidy and Owen, they were like, like they were a little frustrated. They were like, why did you give it back? I was like, well, I don't want to hold it and let him know that like something's about to happen. Like if I refuse to give it back. Um, but I was like, if he gives it back, which I think he will, mm-hmm. I'll give you like a thumbs up, mm-hmm. like something. I'll give you a signal. And Cody comes walking and we're getting really close. Like we're getting really close to leaving. Like I could tell just mm-hmm. Tony Vlacho's son monitoring strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is, we're getting close. And then Cody walks up and he's like, where's your bag? And I'm like, oh, it's right there. And I had opened it. I had made sure it was wide open mm-hmm. and he drops it in and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I go and I'm like looking for Cass and she's helping Carla on the beach because Carla at that point was like Mm -hmm. having a hard time walking and she's helping her walk on the beach. And I'm like, hey, Carla. And like Cass looks and I'm like, good job. Mm -hmm. Good job. Mm -hmm. And I'm like looking at Cass Mm -hmm. to let her know that like I got the idol back. But yeah, it was it was a stressful, stressful day. Sure, <laughs> it must have been so hard uh, after you made the, the the Cody move to like, okay, well, like how how do I play this now? Because the cat's out of the bag at this point in terms of yeah. your threat level. I think I mean so at the Cody move, I had sort of like that is like when I like really was like, okay, if I make this move, like that's it, like there's no under the radar here. Like this is like, I'm on the radar and that's, and so I like, when I made that move, I made the decision, like Mm -hmm. I'm doubling down on myself right now. And like, it's either like, I'm either winning that final immunity or I'm going to fire probably. Mm -hmm. But like, again, I was like, this is like, you don't get this opportunity very often. Yeah. It's like, I would hate to play, like I would hate to not make this Cody move, play conservatively, get to the end some with some combination of people and like not win. Like I wanted to win. Like that is what I want. And like, you know, I'd rather leave it up to like stacking bowls and maybe getting myself into the final three and, or beating someone at fire mm-hmm. than like me get to the end and not win. Like I, I wanted to play a game where there was like, yeah, walk in, and you know, I played. Like we all know the details of uh, ultimately how you w- go out of the game. Uh, there's a you know great send off uh, for you from everybody. It really yeah. seems like you know the show, the, the 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 people in the game, the jury, everybody you know is giving you your flowers of like that you know you played this incredible game, and you know we all everybody knew it. Yeah, I pre- I appreciated it. Like it was uh, emotional, right? Like Gabler's rope snaps, and uh, I just feel it like all sort of like, mm-hmm. oh wow, like that's yeah. the end, right? And like after like I don't know, just like pushing and like I ended up in a lot of positions where it was like I could go this way or that way, and it would change outcomes probably. And I just felt like at that point I was like, God, like I put in all this work, and it just like. Got mm-hmm. got away from me. And so I was emotional, very sad. Um, I wanted to retreat into myself, but Gabler was like, let me give you a beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I was, you know, the, the, the response and like the, the, from everyone. And it was, I didn't want to go out crying. So like mm-hmm. I cried, but I made sure that by the end of it, like I was like, again, cause I'm setting an example for my kids. Like I was like, they're going to watch this back. I don't want to go out crying. Like I want to go out like, feeling proud of myself. And I did, I felt proud of like the game that I played and I just came up short and that's yeah. how it goes. Sometimes. You said uh, in your final words about how, you know, you wanted to set an example, not just for your family, but also for uh, the kids in juvie and, you know, uh, all the people that were watching. And I, I'm sure you must've heard from, you know, uh, s- a lot of people that, you know, w- watching you really, really was powerful. Yeah, no, I've gotten a lot of messages um, from different people, different organizations that are like reaching out and they're like, I just want you to know that you're like 
your story, your journey was meant a lot to see out there. Um, and I do think that like, yeah, like part of it for me was like, I really wanted to show people that like, you know, like these kids that are in juvenile hall that like you write off, like, you know, don't write them off, like invest mm -hmm. in them and give them opportunities because you not, not because like, Oh, they can go on and play survivor, but like, because of like the stuff that I've done before survivor, which is like, I have a PhD now. Like mm -hmm. I have like these, like I've done a like, survivor is just a part of like my story. Like I've done all of these other things and it's all because people gave me an opportunity when I was in juvenile hall. And so mm -hmm. that was important for me to, and I felt like showcasing myself out there. I'm very glad that I was able to, to do good, do good and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and put that out there. So, okay. Now you mentioned, um, the, the, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the winner of the, the season, how that, how that decision was made. I, I know from, from watching it all play out, uh, you know, you people on the jury, uh, got, I uh, got a lot of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say love letters. Yeah. yeah some <laughs> that didn't letters that didn't say, get that money, baby. No, lot, you guys got a lot of hate online yeah. from people who didn't understand, uh, why, you know, Gabler was the winner of the season. Can, can you just, uh, talk a little bit about your decision, uh, to go with Gabler over Cassidy or Owen? Yeah, I think, um, I was actually talking about like, I was talking about this with my wife. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that she is so not tired of hearing about Survivor. Right? Yes. Because we talk about uh, the game a lot. But um, I think that you get to Ponderosa and you are talking with people and you're putting together this sort of puzzle of like you're exchanging information about like what happened in the game and who did like what and who was where. And then you go into Final Tribal and you have this sort of like puzzle laid out, but there's missing pieces because the final three are have mm -hmm. things to contribute to that puzzle. Um, and I think that Gabe, for me at least, um, the Gabler, the way he explained his game, the way he explained things did fit well into that sort of like puzzle that I had like mapped out in my head of the game. And uh, I don't know if this is a bad analogy or metaphor, but like that's sort of how it felt was like Gabler really like owned his game. Um, he really owned how he played um, his strategy, um, but also like there, there is like a social component to it, right? Like, and Gabler was really good at building these social relationships. And he was, I don't know if you saw like, but in the after he could, he was just rattling off things that he knew about us. And it was just like, he did build like very strong social bonds in addition to sort of like saying, like narrating his game in a way that was like, entertaining <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like and it was and i want to be clear like it wasn't just oh gabler made me laugh or gabler made me whatever like gabler explained his game it explained it well and it fit with what like we like at least what i saw of the game and with the way i saw the game and also there was this sort of there's always an underlying social like relationships component i think gabler was very good at building those relationships with people well i, I know we had to go through it at a, a little bit of a rapid speed here, but I mean, the medium the, time. Yeah. The, the, the time has really, you know, flown by for me. Do you have anything else that you want to make sure people know? Um, not that I can think of, um, me and Cody are good. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Well, I just I mean, want to clarify. We got that from the okay. after show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you think though at the after show when Cody is like, I want to, I want to give cheers to the greatest move oh that ever. Did you no. think, did you think he was talking about you? I did, uh, okay. I, I, no, I did okay. not. Jesse, what's next for you? I am going to try and settle back into normal life mm -hmm. a little bit and, uh, you know, just work at my job, hang out with my family. Um, and I, I have been gifted this amazing gift from Sia and it's about figuring out like what to do with it in terms of like, that safety net that I talked about on the show, mm -hmm. building a safety net. But also I have started thinking about like, I do have, I don't have a huge platform, but I do have somewhat of a platform now. And I do care a lot deeply about, you know, people who come from my background, people who are sitting in juvenile hall. And so I have mm -hmm. started to think about ways in which, you know, I can shine a better spotlight on, on those people. And so a lot going on in my head uh, about what's next, but I think, uh, only good things, only positive things. Okay. Well, 
Uh, I'm so happy that we got to do this. Uh, I'm so uh, I'm so well. I'm I'm so excited to uh, to get together more. Yeah. No, we're gonna. Our kids get to get along great. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's very, it's very exciting. Well, we can talk more about this uh, offline, but I want to thank everybody who uh, checked out this interview. You know, I, I love to do this stuff. This is uh, so cool to get to do this in person. Of course, I, this is the kind of content that appeals to you. Of course, uh, come on over and become a part of our patron community. Rob has a website.com slash patron. And we're talking about this kind of stuff all the time. And uh, we have a, a love of Survivor reality TV. And it's, uh, I, I think, a, a really fun place to uh, get to uh, share our passion about this stuff. So, uh, Jesse, thank you again. Thank you. For being here. Thanks, everybody, uh, for checking this out. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.